Hello everyone, this is Jennifer with another interesting episode on consciousness and change and what difference we can make. So our conversation on conscious change is with a very interesting lady and she has actually changed quite a few things around in her life, in her business and the way that she operates a CEO of an advertising company. However, she started off as a journalist, went on to being a strategy advisor to high level consultancy to government entities on innovation, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, digital marketing. She's also been a communication advisor. So we are in for some interesting topics we're going to be discussing with my next guest. Welcome to the call, Sana Bagersh. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, yes. Jennifer. <laughs> I wanted to know whether I pronounced your name correctly. You, you pronounced it perfectly, Jennifer. Wonderful. Okay, Sana. So I'd like all our listeners to hear from you. Where did it all start? You hmm. being this amazing... Um, journalist as you started off and then have become the ceo of an advertising agency and all the rest of the stuff that i talked where did it all start so um that's that's a very tough question jennifer my <laughs> gosh <laughs> okay let me see so i think uh a lot of people who uh who know me know that i there are certain things that are very close to my heart uh, mm -hmm. And I think maybe, maybe it started with, uh, you know, where, you know, my life, my early life, where I moved, my circumstances and all of that. So, uh, so I was born in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. Uh, my grandfather moved there a long time ago and set up a coffee company. We have coffee plantations in, in Ethiopia. Uh, wow. My brothers are still there. My mom is still there. Uh, and so... Uh, and then I moved to the U.S., uh, went to university, and then came to Abu Dhabi to live with my, my family, my Emirati extended family, my grandmother, my uncles, and all of that. So I, I became a journalist here in, in those early years. Okay. So I've lived in Abu Dhabi back and forth. I'm, I'm, I'm originally from Hadramaut in, in Yemen. Um, and so... Uh, very strong uh, roots in Hadramaut, in, in Ethiopia, in, uh, in the UAE, and other parts of the Arab world as well. And so, you are US... an, um, so you are an amalgamation of different cultures that are merged together, which makes you who you are today. Right. And then I'm an American national. Wow. So I'm a... <laughs> That's yeah, by way of Seattle, Washington, you know. Yeah. So home for me in the States is Seattle, Washington. Okay. Yes, yeah, so, uh, so the funny thing, Jennifer, is uh, all my life. So in, initially, um, w when you're a kid and people ask you where you're from, you're all, you always want to give a straight answer. I used to always be, when I was a journalist, I used to always be jealous of my British uh, um, colleagues because they came from a village in England and they were very sure of who they were, you know. Mm -hmm. And for me, I was this person who was from born here, you know, from here and, you know, and it was always one of those things that I used to grapple with, like, who am I, where am I from and all of that. Mm -hmm. And especially because a lot of the identities are actually very 
different as well, you know? Yes, yes. Yeah, and so, and so the, the interesting thing, and I think this is what probably shaped my life, is uh, uh, I worked as a journalist here in Abu Dhabi uh, from, believe it or not, from 1985 to 1990. Wow. Uh, and honestly, it was, it was an amazing experience. What made it so amazing? Um, uh, the one, one, one thing was I was uh, literally, you know, among maybe one or two or three female reporters. Uh, okay. Arab, I, I probably was the only one who was really covering the political beat. There were a couple of two ladies that, I, uh, that, that worked in the women's beat, uh, mm -hmm. covering women's affairs. But for me, I was, as an Arab woman, I was covering politics and economics and all of that. And the, the incredible thing was, you know, I, I had an opportunity to meet Sheikh Zayed, Sheikh Mohammed, Sheikh Abdullah, and, you know, like um, Nelson Mandela, uh, you know, so many amazing, amazing luminaries, leaders of different countries, uh, Pr Princess Diana when she came here, uh, and, 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 and it was, it was such an incredible opportunity for a young Arab woman, you know, and, That's and wonderful. it, yeah. And, and it was interesting because I used to cover the federal national council, uh, Jennifer. Mm -hmm. uh, and when I, when I went there, I was the only woman in the entire chambers. <laughs> so every time yeah. I walked in, it was so funny. Uh, they, and they got used to me, you know? And they, it is so, so, it, it's so wonderful, sorry to interrupt, it's so wonderful to say that even at that time, the UAE was always promoting a woman to actually oh, be uh, in I, that kind of role. Amazing, amazing. Uh, I got, yeah, I got really, really good respect, uh, Jennifer. Uh, the one thing about the Arab, the Arab style, and, and, I, and it is something that I don't know how to describe it, but you know, you're, you're respected as a woman. Yes. Uh, you go in, you know, they let you go first, you know, mm. they listen to you and, you know, they, they, they give you that sense of, 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 of respect and deference, you know, Wonderful. and, and so it, was, it was an incredible, uh, it was an incredible experience and I hustled. I mean, I really hustled, you know, and then some years later, um, some, some years later, I went back to the Federal National Council. Uh, and I took some students with me from the higher colleges of technology, and there were some female students, and we were up in the balcony. And I took the girls, and I had tears in my eyes, uh, mm -hmm. Jennifer, and I took the girls and I told them, I used to sit in that corner there, there, I used to sit there. And, and when they looked down, there was um, uh, Amal Al-Qubaisi was there, my dear friend Noor Al-Kaabi was there, and I told them, look, look where you've reached in such a short, short time. span of time. Yeah. yeah. Me, I can see it because it was, I was there and, and now I'm seeing a huge transformation. And mm. I told them, enjoy this, enjoy this moment because this is history right here that you see before you. Absolutely. Um, and so that was my, my journalism days. Uh, um, and, and they really shaped me. And then I moved to, to Seattle, Washington when I got married. Uh, and I moved to a city, to, to be honest with Seattle, it's one of those, um, you know, uh, highly innovative cities, always pushing 
pushing the envelope. And I was very fortunate to have lived in, in Redmond, Washington. And that was where one of my sons was born. Uh, Ayman was born, uh, one of them was born in Bellevue, Washington. One was in Redmond. But, the, but what it gave me was this, uh, a window to this, this vibrant, creative place, you know, Microsoft, Starbucks later on. When mm -hmm. I went to Starbucks, at, at that time, there was only a few Starbucks. Uh, but then it became this, this thing. And then, you know, there were so many other institutions that, that, that were established because of the open mentality, Jennifer. Yes, you that's know, correct. The open yeah. ideas, you know? Yeah. So, well, so that was interesting. Yeah. So now I have, I have a question for you. And it sure. is about, uh, I see that innovation plays a very important role right now with the way that you work and what you do. I'd like to ask you what inspired you to pursue innovation as a, as a job or as a, as a role? Um, and what contribution did you think you would actually bring about by being in innovation? Because you are doing a lot of work right now. Right, right. And the second question on that would be, how was in, um, innovation actually perceived at the onset when you started? Did people receive that or was it a bit of a hindrance and people wondered what you were all are doing? I mean, what were you trying to achieve? Wow. So, so that's such a good question because, so uh, there was there was a there was a pivot in my life. There was a time. So, I, when I returned from the from from the states, I worked for an, a brilliant company called Thoraya, Thoraya Satellite Telecoms Company. Yes, I've heard about that brilliant uh, organization. It was amazing because it was cutting edge. It was these Emiratis working with other nationalities. They brought to the you know, top talent, and we we were we were experimenting with with cutting edge satellite te technology. Mm -hmm. uh, so I worked with them for some years, and we were launching services left, right, and center. And I was I was very fortunate to to have been their marketing uh, um, the director of Marcom. So I had I had campaigns running ac uh, across the world simultaneously, vertical and horizontal. Uh, and you know, just connecting, and it was it was back to Jennifer. It was back to connecting cities, exactly. connecting rural areas, communication. It was all about empowering. A lot of it was empowering. Yes. Uh, but then, when I left, going back to your question, when I left Thuraya with a very heavy heart, and they were trying to keep me there for as long as they they could, but I felt like my my journey ended. And this mm -hmm. was this was in two thousand and eight eight. I moved to uh, run Brand Moxie, uh, and, and that was 2008. But then a very interesting thing happened one year later, because mm -hmm. in two, when I moved in 2008, the, the company was in shambles. It was, you know, my cousin had set it up in 2004. Now we're talking about Brand Moxie. Brand Moxie, yes. The advertising company. Yes, it, it's... Okay. it's, uh, it's uh, it's actually owned by my uh, cousin, my family, my Emirati family, and they brought me in. And, and for me, I helped to establish it. And in 2008, uh, 2008 when I moved in, um, I, I, I saw that there was a lot, of, um, a, a lot of need for entrepreneurs 
to mm -hmm. they, they they needed some help you know mm -hmm. and so in 2009 2009 was a watershed year for me because i did two things one thing was was i established tamakkan and tamakkan is an innovation and entrepreneurship platform mm -hmm. and the other thing that i did in 2009 also i set up tempo and the funny thing, uh, Jennifer, for me, I'm not as wise as you think I am, because both of them don't make any money. They're both, they're both, uh, <laughs> they're both social enterprises. Until this, and and when I set set them up, my, you know, my husband said, okay, they sound that sounds good. He said, brilliant idea. But how are you going to make money? And I said, but but I don't need to make money, you know, because I can, you know, and so. One of the things that I do sometimes is I, 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 I jump in with, with this crazy passion and I want to change the world and, and I struggle sometimes, but I try to keep things going. So I'll tell you with, with Tamakkan, what I wanted to do was I wanted to, um, I, I wanted to, to further two things. One was innovation because I knew the world was changing. And the second thing was entrepreneurship. I wanted to give uh, a place for entrepreneurs to meet because a lot of the events at that time, there was no ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Even now, I'm struggling to create an ecosystem and I'm going back uh, and, and, and I'm so happy people in DED are listening to me. People in the different areas are listening to me and they're asking for my advice at, at times. And I'm giving them a lot of feedback on what entrepreneurs are facing, what SMEs, what micro uh, businesses and SMEs are facing what their what their requirements are, how to empower them, and, how to and, enable them. And is that what you do as part of your consulting set? Uh, I I consult on entrepreneurship and innovation. Yes. Uh, but with Tamakkan, with Tamakkan, and and it's very funny you should say this because Tamakkan we've we've been giving seminars every month since mm -hmm. August two thousand and nine when I launched it. And okay. the purpose of that is to provide um, uh, entrepreneurs with the, the with the with the tools to to build their businesses. So we would cover things like uh, how to fund, how to create a marketing plan, how to get your branding uh, aligned, uh, how to to run a digital campaign, all of that cool stuff. And the interesting thing, and maybe I, I would I, I want I want people to realize that. When you go out into the world and you want to do something good, people want to work with you. And so just because of, it, it was free, I started in Zaid University, I didn't have any money, you know, and we were just or, organizing these uh, seminars, people started to reach out to me. So I had uh, speakers coming from INSEAD, the US Embassy would send me very high profile speakers, um, you know, the, the uh, authors would con connect with me. And they were giving me free seminars. So every month, subhanAllah, this is, this is God's blessing. Every month I had something. Somebody would contact me and would say, I want to speak free, uh, uh, you know, free of charge on how to franchise or how to build your digital brand or how to, how to, how to. And so that, that was the, the kind of momentum the Tamakkan platform built. Now so this I have morning, a question for you. Sure. Yeah. The question is, uh, I've been hearing you speak and the passion that you have for truly assisting. So the first thing is that you started off in 2009. 
Now I'd like you the to 2011. see. Because, yeah, yeah, you started this thing These off platforms. A, a platform exactly. Yes. Now, funny you should actually started off in 2009, and now with the current situation of lockdown, can you see how valuable a commodity it is? Uh, that's a that's a very good question, uh, uh, Jennifer. Because um, yeah, because um, things have changed. Like with us, when we had the monthly meeting uh, for Tamakan, we we would meet in a, in a place. And if you're an SME, you're a micro uh, mm -hmm. business, mm -hmm. you would come in with your questions and all of that. Mm -hmm. So ever since this COVID thing started, I'm mm -hmm. thinking how. I can, I can move it online with Zoom and other technologies, but I'm trying to figure out what that secret sauce is uh, that, that, will, that will make it relevant. So that's and, what and my next, now the next question uh, that I have is for you to actually look. You see, people like you are visionaries. People like you are innovators. You're the creators. But most of the you. time, people like you do not even appreciate the amazing value that you bring. Now, I'm going to actually ask you a question, and I want you to actually look at it <laughs> because it is this. Okay. Was it Sana who was actually doing all of this stuff, or was Sana being blessed by all these amazing uh, changes that were coming through her to actually contribute to everyone else around her? Because you had to actually become the vessel for everything to come through you. Correct. See, Correct. The way that I look at it is like the two things. It's not only Sana. Sana was being a certain way when she actually chose to come into this. And that is who you are. You are the innovator. You are the creator. And you also are the facilitator. But most of us, because it comes so naturally to us, we don't think it's a big deal. That's why people right, like me right. are interviewing you so that the whole world can actually find out how amazing you are because you don't give oh, yourself credit at all, you. Sana. Okay? Oh, Jennifer, you're, you're too kind. <laughs> no, I'm not being kind. I'm being actually, <laughs> actually stating a fact that most visionaries have got amazing abilities and capacities which they don't recognize they have most of the time. And then we give credit to everyone else that they're doing everything. So it's more about first acknowledging how brilliant you are because that brilliance is truly making a difference. Oh, thank yes. you. Thank you, my dear Jennifer. Thank you. But, but you see, the, yeah, yeah. Sure. No, I was just going to say, but the soul searching that I'm going through now, uh, especially with COVID, is, um, you know, in the past, it was always about. Uh, you know, even, even when I work with university students and all of that, it was always taking them through the path from A to, to Z. But now, you know, with, with what's happening, businesses are struggling now. They need troubleshooting. They need strategic advice. They need next, next level support to take them through these very uh, challenging times because it will be challenging. And I've seen the micros and the SMEs struggling. And so what I'm, what I'm grappling with right now is uh, you, they don't want to hear about how to set up your business. They, they, they don't need that. They need to know how to sustain 
their business, how yeah. to survive, you know? So, so the, can you see that in, in this particular time, and as, as I keep saying all the time, is change is constant. Yes. And changing is a personal choice. So whatever's occurring right now is a complete shakeup. It's a wake-up call of us not to uh, be consumed with what we thought is the only way to do things. We all are being called upon to step up and into being the innovators, being the creators, being the possibility creators for, for ourselves and everyone else around us. It is. Absolutely. What Absolutely. I see it within every challenge, there is a gift. And that gift is the new way of how we show up individually and as a community and as, as a humanity and as the world. So I'm just looking at, at you, how it is that you have been able to, to present stuff to people. And yes, there are going to be situations where we are not used to doing things in a certain way because we've been used to doing it in a way that we thought is going to work in the past. Yes. But now we all, each and every one, governments, uh, businesses, SMEs, uh, individuals, family, everyone has to reinvent themselves. There's no more. There's no more of, let me go back to what was the so-called normal. There is Absolutely. nothing normal anymore. Uh, as I said in my previous podcast, chaos is the new normal. So the question over here is, what is it that you have come up with right now which will actually help to create more for people through your different platforms that you have as, as a way of helping them to see that what they are in is not the end of the world. It truly is a place of change and transformation. And what transformation can they experience by coming in and actually uh, listening to you uh, with your amazing platforms that you have, which I will mention in the part of the transcript so people can actually reach out to you and find out what it is that you can help them with. But Having said that right now, uh, Sana, I'd like to touch on a little more personal situation that you are experiencing. And quite honestly, hats off to you to still being so cool, calm and collected even with that going on. Could you tell us about the family? What's happening with the family right now, Sana? Where right. Are they? Well, yes, I have... Uh... I have my two uh, older sons, uh, Ayman and Karam, they're with me in Abu Dhabi. Uh, my husband is in Seattle, Washington with my two younger kids. Uh, and I was supposed to be traveling uh, to Seattle and, and this whole COVID thing broke, broke out. Uh, and so uh, it's, it's just unnerving because uh, I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm talking to my kids morning and night Thank God that they've, uh, uh, you know, that a lot of these technologies have become much, much easier now. So I, I'm literally, you know, on video with them. And then my mom, who is, uh, you know, an, old, an older woman living uh, in, in her villa in Addis Ababa. My sons are there, but I, you know, they're, they're not allowed to go close to her because she has, she's diabetic and she's, she has thyroid and, 
hypertension. So it's just worrying about all of these people and my fam uh, other family in, in Yemen and other places as well, so, uh, and, and Canada and the US. So it's just this feeling of, 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 of feeling um, in limbo. It's that, you know, they're far, they're close technologically, but they're far geographically. Mm. And, just, and just really praying that all of us um, are able to, uh, you, you know, migrate this well. The, it, it's a long tunnel, but, mm -hmm. I, but there is light at the end of the at exactly. tunnel. It's there. And I say, as I say, uh, this too shall pass. But this is the time it, where I have to uh, really uh, say something about you, and it is about how it is that you are still cool, calm, collected, and yet creating and innovating different ways to be a contribution, not only to yourself and your family, but to everyone else too. So kudos to you, lady. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. Yeah. I, I, think, uh, I think creating keeps us, uh, keeps us alive. It keeps us... Um, um, relevant and, 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 and engaged as well. So, yeah. so the, the thing that we, we launched, we launched something called the Hope Marketplace. Uh, and and this, is, this is just reaching out to uh, anyone who wants to sell anything. And we want to, pr we promote them free of charge in, 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 in tempo. But okay. things like that, anytime there's giving, you feel like you are part of the solution and not part of the problem. And, and maybe the one way to keep your sanity is to feel like uh, you just have to reach inward. You know, while you're giving out, you have to reach inward and look to, and connect with your spiritual self. Uh, you know, to be honest, alhamdulillah, you know, uh, Ramadan is around the corner. I think it will be a very, very mellow Ramadan, a very spiritual Ramadan. Uh, we've had a time where Easter was happening, Passover was happening. Uh, maybe this is a sign from, from, from God, you know, this, this spiritual convergence of all the faiths. But I feel like um, the, the one thing that, you know, anyone can do just to be, to, to be stronger and to feel like they are making a difference is to also reach out to people out there who might, who might want to connect to someone. And it can be connecting at at any level, you know, sometimes even smiling to a person uh, is something. And this is why, why it really bothers me that we have to wear these masks. I, I feel like it stripped us from our humanity because I'm not able to smile anymore. You know, people can't see me smile, you know? and it bugs the heck out of me, you know. But, uh, but like right you said, this too shall pass, you know, and we will be able to connect to each other as human beings and not shun each other you know in terms of the distance and all of that uh, hopefully uh, things will go back to uh, to normal inshallah I, 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 I look at this time as as, as a wake-up call and uh, i have been experiencing this and and wanting to tell people about this and talking about this and many people used to consider me as to what are you talking about i mean why would people want to change all the time <laughs> yeah, yeah. Change is constant. Changing is a choice, and people would not get it. So, when I started off this podcast, I wanted people to actually truly get to know that change is okay. 
and change comes to make us really better. But now, with all of this happening, it is more about if people are not willing to change, change will change them. So that's what's oh, going absolutely. on right now. And and I think we've been so consumed with uh, with uh, the wrongness and and the confusion that is going on. I tend to look at what it is I can truly be grateful for at this time. Um, for example, I have I have uh, situations that are going on all the time, but within that, mm -hmm. I have found an amazing uh, time for me to connect with me deeper and to really get to know. Wow, I have those capacities. I have those abilities. What can I do to share it with the rest of the world? Because wow. at this particular time, I think it is so necessary for people. And we are so blessed to have all the time in the world. You're not going to office. You're not, you're not sitting 24 seven in front of your laptop, but this is yeah. the time where you can actually connect with you. So how do people oh, do I, that is what it is I, I'm sharing with the rest of the world. And it's more about like, how many gifts do you have abilities, talents and, and skills that you have that you have actually pushed away simply because you were too busy. Oh, definitely, definitely. You know, I think a lot of, yeah, I think a lot of people are just, are, are starting to paint, they're starting to write poetry. Yes. Uh, they're, they're, you know, because they have time, like you said, you know? Yeah, and, and, and we made, we were so busy in our businesses. So the question I have always asked is, are you in busyness or are you in business? Because uh, there, is, there is a big divide in that. And most of the time we keep dividing from ourselves. We are not connecting to ourselves. We're constantly trying to fix everything else. So I, think I have to learn a lot from you, Jennifer. I have to learn that part from you, honestly. Yeah, because uh, it, it's so, so amazing to see that when you can be, like I, I keep talking about the word fulfill. And it is a word that is very, and it hit me in the head because I was this kind of person who was giving everything and doing everything till I was falling to pieces myself. Right. I learned one thing. That first and foremost, I have to really choose to empty my head out of all those interesting points of views that I have about how things have to be and how I have to fix things. I had to first get rid of that. So when I was empty, then I could empower myself to truly learn to fill myself. And when I could fill myself, I could fulfill somebody else. Wow. So I think this Jennifer, is Jennifer, that day we met, that yeah. day we met in Dubai, yeah. I sat next to you and in, in like two minutes, you had me in tears. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry that I did that, but you are such oh, an you incredible... You touched me. People don't recognize their own amazing value because it's so trying all the time to help somebody else. Uh, there's, there's an interesting saying, um, and it goes with the people who are healers. It's like, healer, heal thyself. <laughs> don't try and fix somebody else. And it's all about change. And a change comes from an amazing space, and that is choice. So we've all got Absolutely. choices here. So what are we choosing? 
And I'd like to ask the question, what choice do you have if you knew that you could never ever lose? You are part of the divine. And that is why it is that we are all here to shine. The question here is, can we allow ourselves to be in that space, create that as a possibility that can be actualized with total ease and joy for not only um, everyone else, but for ourselves too. We're all here to come together as one. You know that brilliant song that Michael Jackson actually had? The world, uh, the world bring it all to, as one. Where he had multiple artists singing. Yes, yes. Um, that, it was a song about, I think, the world of Africa. He had made a special video for them. But we're all here to come together as one. Uh, no biases, no, no confusion, no I'm better than you. I mean, everyone is unique. So the question of, this is the time to tap into our uniqueness and to really look at how privileged we are, even in a time like this. Oh, absolutely. I'm so, I'm so grateful for us to be able to have the technology to communicate with one another. It's oh, like, absolutely. It is wonderful. I mean, um, thank you, UAE, uh, for that amazing possibility. Um, and the other thing also, uh, Jennifer, this, this, this COVID thing has, teaches us so much. It strips us to our basic core. human form, you know, to our exactly. core. I mean, you look at all of these celebrities, you look at all of these people, all of us are in the same boat, you know? Exactly. All There's of no, us. No, that's exactly how we, uh, we should be operating. There's no one who's right. better than the other. Right. And this is not a time for competition either. This is the time to come oh, together absolutely. to create as collaborators. You're unique in what you do. I'm unique in what I do. And so is everyone else. If you could tap into this time, into that uniqueness, of who we be, and then actually do something, then all of us can come together to create far greater. And that is the uh, change and, that I yeah. see. I That's totally agree. Yeah. I think COVID, uh, a, a post-COVID world could be a better world. It yeah, could be better totally. in terms of, I mean, we might be better custodians of our planet. Uh, maybe we would focus less on consumerism. Exactly. Uh, maybe we will focus more on connecting with, with each other. Maybe when we go out, we will appreciate the, the, the amazing the things that we have. Absolutely. And, and, the, uh, and you know, yes. the little things that we've taken for granted all this time. So I think it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pinch, a tiny pinch, you know? Yes, yeah. exactly. And, and, and <laughs> you know, people like us are, are looking into it. And yes, each one of us have, have got our bad days because they're so used to doing things in a certain way. But that's the mindset that has to be disrupted. Absolutely, and we have to totally. We, we've got to reinvent ourselves as being not just people who are waiting, but this is the time for creating. That's the way I look at it. Now, I love uh, it. Sana, uh, Sana, I've got um, another thing that you've got to talk to me about. Tell me about yes. Brand Moxie. I see mm -hmm. over there you are doing an amazing job of wanting to help people with innovation, with creation, with PR, with all kinds of things. Would you please uh, share with us what exactly is Brand Moxie and what is it that you do there? 
so, so Brand Moxie is is uh, an advertising agency, yeah. but uh, but but you know, with with a, with a, with agencies, there has there has been a big disruption in uh, the agency business. Yeah. So we've pivoted more towards communication, towards digital, towards all of these things. Okay. So the 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 business side of Brand Moxie is. We provide services to companies uh, uh, in areas like, um, you know, consulting, design, uh, in, uh, you know, digital communications, in training, media training, uh, you know, all of these services, reputation building, thought leadership, creating thought leadership platforms as well. Uh, but then the, what, the, the, the good thing is we have, we, with, it, with whatever resources we have, we're able to provide things for our social uh, platforms. Uh, and this is uh, Tamakkan uh, and Tempo. With Tempo, when I started out uh, in 2009, uh, uh, it, it started out as a platform to bridge, uh, bridge the gap between people. Because for me, I, I saw, okay, I was, you know, uh, Yemeni, Emirati, Ethiopian, American, you know, and I saw that a lot of the communities needed to, uh, to, to, to talk to each other, you know. Uh, I, I wasn't comfortable with people thinking, oh, Indians are like this, or Filipinos are like this, or Emiratis are, you know. I wanted there to be open communication. So with Tempo, initially, it, it just started as a place where we talked about uh, everyday people doing uh, extraordinary things and just celebrating the, the common things that brought us together as human beings. Now, so can a you lot see of the that? writers... Now, I'm, going to, I'm going to interrupt you there, I'm sorry. But that yeah, sure. day, what is the current situation trying to help us to do and what is it that you already knew? <laughs> can you see that that when you started off the conversation, it was like a struggle to find out who you were and where you belonged. Okay. I would like you to see how amazing you are right now is that you were being prepared for a time like this. You already Correct. knew that this would actually happen at one day. You did not know how it's yes. going to show up, but it actually occurred and it's occurring right now. So with Tempo, yeah, uh, uh, you yeah. are actually bridging the gaps of nationality of cultures, of how, and, and, and bringing out what is extraordinary in people. People, we are a humanity. We are here to come together as one. You already knew this, Sana. Uh, I, I, I fought to, to, to make people understand. I, I wanted to connect people. I wanted them uh, to understand each other. So very deliberately, my writers were from different places. Um, that's how uh, and, you did it. I, that's how you did it. Yes. Okay. Um, but if you if you look at it uh, from another perspective, it is about you already knew that this is how the world is to be. You did Absolutely. not know how, but you allowed you to create something that was not even considered as really a big deal at that time. But today is the time where it is a big deal. It is the, the, the deal that we actually being asked to yes. come into and to create with. 
It is the breaking Absolutely. down of barriers, breaking, breaking down of the boundaries, and yes. truly coming together as humanity, as one, to shift and change and transform this planet. That's what we're here Absolutely. to do. Especially with, with all of the extremist thoughts and people who with nation, nationalistic agendas, we need to be connecting to each other as people, as you know, uh, at a very raw level, you know, with compassion, with generosity, with, uh, with, with tolerance, and with yeah. a sense of shared purpose. I think with the COVID thing, what we will learn is, you know, uh, we have to work together. Exactly. Uh, we have to collaborate. We, you know, we're married to each other. Countries are married to each other, whether we like it or not. So we, yeah. we damn well better learn how to do uh, and not that's just what, love one another as well. This is the lesson that all of us have to really get. And if you can get that, there will be no borders anymore. There will be, uh, you know, no separation. It is all about coming right. together as one and collaborating and coming and creating a world that truly will thrive. We're not here to survive. We're experiencing survival right now, but this is the opening for us to actually truly thrive. When we all can come together and create far greater, that's, that's the I way that I'm so. looking at it. And, it's, and this it's, is where we, with even some of the, the, the managers and the senior management people, sometimes I coach them mm -hmm. and I tell them the most important thing is, is, is leading with compassion. You know, you have to care about your staff. You have to care about your customers, your stakeholders. So we need people to, 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 to maybe shift, have a different center of gravity. And the center of gravity should be something that's, that's more humane. You know, it has yeah. to be uh, kinder. We need a kinder world, Jennifer. Yeah, but, but, and maybe but, uh, this is what we can give birth to. Yeah, totally. And, and essentially, it is more about uh, people learning to be kind to themselves. Because when we become the CEOs in, in the way that we have been operating, we, have, we, we are judging ourselves based on what it is that we were taught, we were told that we have to be. We have to take all the burden. We are the only people mm -hmm. who are responsible. We have to fix everything. But if we can just allow ourselves not to judge ourselves and not be having to be right all the time, and be vulnerable enough to shift and change, because that's what changes. The change starts with individuals first, because every hmm. individual is a human being. You were not born a CEO. You were an individual first. And if you yes. can actually look at that as being the way forward, because everything has been stripped right now away from you. You're not operating the way that you used to. No one is. Yes. So it's more about connecting to you first, and then you'll be able to connect even better and greater with somebody else, quite honestly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So and I, I, and I, I agree with you, Jennifer, the healing has to start from within. It's an inside, well. it's an inside out approach now. It's an inside yes. job. Happiness is an inside job. Success is an inside job. And it all is about shifting your mindset. And that's what I'm known for doing for people is I'm, I'm called the paradigm buster, um, the wow. mind shifter. It, it, it's, 
because you we've got to amalgamate the mind the body and the being your soul what's your soul asking you to do who are you being not what other people like who are you being for you that is essential once we can be that for ourselves the whole dynamic changes everything changes and that's why change is constant but changing i always say is a personal choice look within because within is what it is that creates what is showing out into the world truly and honestly so sana i've got to wisdom to to, to uh, something that i didn't ask you to prepare for at all because we don't do a lot of preparation for my calls we like to go with the flow um okay if if i was to ask you to give our listeners three things that they can take away to immediately start helping them to shift and change how they operating what is it that you would give them as three things as an advice oh my gosh jennifer okay <laughs> the one thing <laughs> i'll put I you on the spot i'm very careful there. with you you know yeah you're putting me on the spot uh the the one thing that i think is very important is to create structure in your life and i know i know it's it sounds uh, you know easier said than than done however uh the the more you are able to uh identify the things that you need to do the things that are important uh it the, the more you are able to uh remove the things that are uh are not important in your life I that are distracting yeah. Yeah. absolutely and yeah. i think the the and that takes me to the second point um i often hear and and you know maybe maybe it's the fact that i have five brothers uh you know sometimes uh, you know, i've been ac accused of uh, of being a little bit too masculine in my thoughts you know maybe i don't know but like some of my uh, friends um uh they come and they say you know so and so said this about me or this happened and i say you know what guys forget it if it's a toxic relationship just ignore it or just remove it so that you're able to focus on the positives in your life so uh, the second thing is just don't be dragged down by he said she said oh what does this person think about me uh, it's so important to ground yourself to know what you're doing and to move forward and and not be uh, brought down by by what people are saying i think this is very yeah. important especially and, in our culture and to add to that i would always say is what other people think about you is none of your business so please don't make it your business <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah totally okay. i should i should say that to them <laughs> and so, and and the yeah and the third thing uh uh honestly is uh, uh you, i i always talk to my brothers and uh, my brother yasser is such a giver you know and and he says and and i'm repeating maybe his words the more you give the more you will get you know no matter what uh it 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 will come it will you know goodness comes in circles you know and yeah. uh, and i found it to be true in my life uh, also um jennifer uh i any time i give maybe even that person might have been um maybe not gracious or they might have not maybe not appreciated as much 
but it comes back, you know. Mm. Uh, it's, it's Allah's way of bringing it full circle and it comes to you with more and more blessings and more bounty. So, so always be, you know, uh, out there with an open mind and an open heart. And if you're able to help others, even in the smallest of ways, and the smallest of ways, uh, Jennifer, is try connecting people. You know, one of the things that people say is Sana is the great connector. Mm. Uh, if I hear that somebody is looking for a job and I hear somebody is, is uh, there's a job somewhere, the least I can do is just connect people, you know? Exactly. And I, and I, and I, do, it, uh, and I do it very proactively because I, I feel like if I'm able to change somebody's life, that's a bigger gift than giving them money or advice or anything like that. Mm. So the generosity of spirit is what it is that you are sharing with Absolutely. everyone and by yeah. being on this call as well and taking out time from whatever it is that you have been doing and managing and changing and innovating and creating. So um, my pleasure, Jennifer. I'm grateful for you being on the call. So ladies and gentlemen, that was Sana, who has shared her wisdom, her knowledge, and I will be writing um, in the transcript as to where and how we can reach out to her to actually see what it is that she has created and how we can all benefit from it. And knowing Sana, she is a giver, as we all get. <laughs> but... Uh, um, as your husband says, Sana, it's always also about what is it that you're willing to receive. So on that happy note, what can we do to contribute to you? And uh, how can we actually assist you to do a greater job? If there's anything that I can personally do for you to help you to create more and facilitate more of the brilliance of who you are, I'll be honored to assist. Oh, so do thank you, know. Jennifer. You are an inspiration to all of us, uh, Jennifer. Thank you for being who you are and for telling our stories. That, I think, is the biggest gift of all. I think that because it's, it's, more about, it's not about um, what, where people are stuck. We, we are here to unstick ourselves. And that is my hope with this podcast, for people to see how amazing each one of us is and how we can contribute to one another as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So having said that, Sana, thank you very much for the time that you spent. And I'm sure that our listeners are going to be inspired by what it is you've shared. And uh, where can they reach you? If you can just mention that right now, because I will be, in any case, writing the transcript where they can reach you so that you can... Uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a good place. Okay. I also, using my name, Sana Bagarsh, I also have um, a Facebook uh, uh, account. The good thing is uh, I seem to be the only Sana Bagersh right now in the world. Wow. So if you see anything Ooh. that has my name, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, that, that should probably be me. So I'm, uh, I'm on social media, especially Facebook and LinkedIn. Okay, cool. So um, I'll share all the links so people can connect with you and hopefully create by coming together and being brilliant for one another. Thank you, my dear the call. Uh, Thank Take you. care, stay home, be blessed, and keep on talking to those lovely children of yours and the husband. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you God, so much. Take God care. God bless, honey. God bless. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.